Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm Chuck. Today's episode is brought to you by Lower Gentry Studios. Lower Gentry Studios has a new web series, Canyon County, and you can catch the first episode on their YouTube channel right now. Today, I sit down with Hakeem Prime. Hakeem Prime is a Treasure Valley hip-hop artist. We talk about uh, hip-hop music here in the Treasure Valley, and uh, we talk about a lot of different interesting topics. So enjoy. Welcome, Hakeem. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Um, yeah, yeah. So we were just chatting quite a bit um, about lots of creative endeavors, yes. and you were uh, telling me about your viral video yeah. that you had uh, quite yeah. a while ago. And uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn your microphone up there because I don't think you're up high enough. Okay. There we go. Cool, cool, cool. There we go. That's much better. Um, so. Do you want to just kind of just yeah. talk about your journey a little bit? Cause, yeah, cause starting from that viral video, or should I go back a ways? Let's. Uh, I, I'm kind of interested in your your musical history. Okay, so the first time I did music, and I'm gonna take it there because I think that's very interesting, and I think that's uh, it's a big part of how I became to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw this website. It was called Jam Glue. Okay, mm-hmm. this website is where you could make remixes off of other people's songs. Okay, so it had their beat, it had a, a recording studio process inside of the website. Um, so I would use this site called Jam Glue and just remix other people's songs. Uh, I would do this so much that I will become popular on this website. Okay, uh, I was like number one all the time. Uh, I, I would then get my cousins involved in the local area, and this was in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and we would just, you know, do this so good. We would keep being number one. Um, then they switched it off to sanctions. Um, so then that website, right, mm-hmm. it got deleted. It got, like, uh, canceled oh. because they, that was the first website where, well, I don't know if that was the first website, but that was a place where they didn't have the rights for this music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then... Uh, the industry was taking over and was like, hey, you know, if you don't have the rights, you can't have people remix this stuff. Yeah. It can't be downloaded by other people. You have to pay for this. So that, that website got messed up. But from that platform, right, Refurb Nation was coming up. So they kind of, I feel like they kind of took that process, took it to Reverb Nation. And that's why you see people being ranked. That's why you see people, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not familiar with Reverb Nation. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. No, Reverb Nation is a you know it's a regular music platform where you can you know, put your music on there for free. Okay. They'll rate people from different cities. Okay. Um, yeah. So SoundCloudish. SoundCloudish, yeah. I would okay. say, I would say so. SoundCloud's a little better, but you know that's my preference. Okay. Um, uh, but when it comes to you know finding uh, local talent and seeing who's number one in the area, Reverb Nation is where you should go. Oh okay. Yeah. So you you started making music. Jam on glue. there then yes jam glue and then i took and that was just remix remixes and then i took my own music and then i started putting on reverb once jam glue was over with mm-hmm. uh because that that was just where the motivation came from as far as how to record uh what i sound like how can i remix other people's songs so then and in fact before i even went to reverb i went to a place called that piff so that piff in my high school years, the middle school years, that's where you got all the mixtapes. So Lil Wayne, uh, you know, everybody, like everybody who's popular, that's where you got all the mixtapes. And at, at one point in time, you can put a mixtape on there for free. Okay. Now it costs about 100 bucks to do like a sponsored, you know, thing to where they'll promote it. But it was free. 
My first mixtape was called uh, Hyphy, Hyphy Boy, The Mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> the mix because I wanted to make it official. Yeah, this you know, is my mixtape. Yes, this is mine. <laughs> uh, now you know I have up to three mixtapes uh, called the mixtape series by Hakeem Prime, or you can look mm-hmm. it up as Hyphy the Spider. But yeah, that's how everything started, man. It was just you know a process of me trying to see if I can sound as official as you know everyone else that was making music at the time. Yeah, and your the production value. I, I was telling you before you came here that I was listening to Signs. That one you oh, have yeah. on Spotify. Yes. Hopefully you permitted that to be on Spotify. I don't know how about any yeah. of that stuff right works. Right now it's Signs Season 2. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm doing it like a Fortnite a little bit. Oh. oh, okay. So yeah. this is like an ongoing project then. It's going to be an ongoing project. Because, you know, a lot of people don't realize uh, music takes a while for it to get into people's ears. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got a mentor. And, you know, they were one signed to, you know, Interscope and stuff like that. So they were telling me, like, if you're going to do music, if you're not touring, you need to keep one bar, you know, of, of a sound and evolve on that sound. Um, but, yeah, let's not get out of the topic. Uh, back to the viral video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that video, um, it's interesting because I came here officially. Um, well, no, I came before when I was a kid. And then I came back in 2013. And I was like, wow, this place, and and, and I'm fresh out of, uh, where was I? No, so I was in Atlanta, and then I mm-hmm. moved to Portland, Oregon okay. for about a year. And that was in 2012. And then I came here in 2013, and I was checking it out. I was like, huh, there's not really a music scene out here. I don't think I want to be here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm not going to be here. So it took me, I, I went back to Florida, and I was like, I'm about to stay in Florida. And I was there for about another year, year and a half, and I came back. 2015, I was like, okay, well, if there's no music out here, then I'm going to make some music out here. Yeah. Uh, Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The first person I ran into, uh, you know, actually the first person I met musically was Zero. Okay. Here. And I met him through a friend by the name of Erica. They worked, uh, she worked at the boutique um, club and I was doing my first album release party. And this was for forthcoming which okay. is not out in stores right now because it's only exclusive like on youtube or something okay no no Bandcamp. okay um so i was doing an album release for that he killed it like i was like yo you know that, that's that's urban style uh he killed it uh i met a guy by the name of oz ozomatic mm-hmm. dj out here he, he does thump now you know, doing real good for itself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I realized very quickly that, wow, there's a lot of talent here in Boise. And I was just like, what, like, took it away. And then I met, you know, Big Mike 208 Music. Um, there's a lot of people I just met. And I was like, wow, this, why, why hasn't th- this blown? You know, why hasn't this gone anywhere? Um, and, you know, I think it's just a lot of, you know, different mentalities. And then the area itself is not built for, like, hip-hop music in a way. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of the late, latest. Um, I remember the Shredder, I think, opened in right around then, right? Oh, really? 2013, I want to say, maybe okay. 2014. Okay. And they kind of, they went, they they have the amalgam of like death metal and hip hop, I'm pretty sure. It's usually, yeah, <laughs> when I've, yeah well, since I've been there, it's been a little both, yeah. Yeah, and and so, they but I remember when they, when they opened, it was like, we are going to specialize in these types of, of music. And I was actually living in an okay. apartment within walking, like two blocks, oh, okay. two blocks from that place. And so I, I caught a couple shows and it was kind of, it was kind of cool. Um, but, 
but Boise to me is kind of interesting. It's unique since I've lived here. Um, I moved here from from Sacramento prior oh, really? prior to that. Yeah, prior to that, I like grew up in in Yankton, South Dakota, a little tiny town. Yankton, South Dakota. Yeah, Yankton, <laughs> okay. South Dakota. It was like twelve thousand people. Um, but uh, I left there because it was too cold in the winter times, oh. and so I'm like, I'm going to California. No oh, more okay. snow. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Sacramento had a pretty pretty decent music scene, but yeah. the oh, thing yeah. when I moved to to Boise, I was like there were a lot of acts that were on their way up to Seattle or to Portland, like the big name oh, acts. Okay. And then they just seemed to stop yeah. in Boise. And I'm like, okay. this is really slick. I mean, I don't know yeah. how many live shows you go to. It's yeah. the thing is, is like hip hop is a, a new, like I'm just discovering that now in okay. my mid thirties, like a few really? years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's Boise in a nutshell yeah. because there are a lot of young people who know of it mm-hmm. and who go to these shows that come, you know, come here, people that come here, um, like, you know, Lil Wayne's been here. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who's been mm-hmm. here, but I feel like the Idaho in a hole doesn't really, it's not a hardcore hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. place at no. all. I saw, I actually saw Snoop Dogg, at uh at uh downtown now oh, the name of the place escapes me the one that had the fire in it good gravy oh the knitting factory the knitting factory yeah yes. so i saw i saw him at the knitting factory and it was a super cool show because that place is small oh okay you yep. know you go yep. in there and it's it's, it's it was snoop dogg and his pretty, whole crew it's bigger now yeah Gary, shout out to gary pike man yeah. you know what i'm saying he does his thing um, he got parallel and everything like, and, and you know, Wyclef has been there, you know, since, oh, okay. since then, you know, it, it's a lot of, you know, pro- proactive hip hop things going on. Yeah. But Idaho is so. One of those acts is not going to be in one of the stadium style. Yeah. Big, big I mean, we've, arenas. we've had them, you know, the, Lil Uzi Verb was just, you know, Ford Idaho station. Hmm. Um, you know, so it, oh, it's. Oh, wow. Okay. Or center, I guess. Um. But yeah, I mean it's been there, but I don't know. I feel like it's um what's the word I'm looking for? Um and I always say this. I don't know. I'm I'm forgetting forgetting the word that you would use, but it, it it's I don't know. It, I guess it just doesn't have that yet. It doesn't have that strength mm-hmm. for hip hop. Yeah. Um but you know, a lot of these young kids that are into it, they're gonna grow, and you know, hopefully they persuade, and that's that's our hope. I think everybody here that does music, um, a local artist or whatever, they're striving to help the movement for hip hop in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we're doing it. Because and why why did you end up coming to Boise? That's a curious oh, yeah. question. Because you were in Portland, they have a pretty intense music scene. Yeah, I've heard yeah. good things and I've heard bad things about the music scene in Portland from some of the artists that I work with. It's, Let's just say, you know, I think honestly, I think wherever you you're you've grown up mm-hmm. is where you could thrive in music. Yeah, unless there's no music scene, mm-hmm. um, or or a you know, I guess peaked interest for the music scene yeah um you know when you when you when you are in atlanta which i've grown up there when you are in california which i've grown up in in oakland california yeah when you say idaho or boise Mm -hmm. they're like what are you talking about they're thinking i'm talking about somewhere in the uk or something you know so so it's not to say that idaho or boise is whack or uh is a dumb place to be but it's to say that I, I there's no peaked interest there yeah you know as far as that scene so when i thought about where should i go with my kind of music 
And me being, you know, here before, I was like, oh, Idaho. Because mm-hmm. cause if I go to Atlanta, I'm just an, another guy who raps yeah. and sings. Mm-hmm. If I go to Portland, I'm another guy who raps and sings. Yeah. California, same deal. If I go to Idaho, more people are going to be like, oh, he raps and sings. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, he has an opinion about things. Yeah. Oh, he he's talking about Trump in his song. Oh, he's he's, you know, at March for Our Lives making a speech. He's at enough is enough walk making his speech. So that's the kind of thing that I wanted to show people that I'm I'm a different yeah. person. You know, I'm not, you know, the same. I don't I don't stay in that same lane as other people. That's that was the whole thing, you know. I, I guess you, pioneer, 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 some of the, yeah, the music here, exactly. Cool. Um, but you know, like I said, there are tons of talented guys here, but unfortunately, the scene here, you can't handle it like as if it's Atlanta. You can't mm-hmm. do the things like if it's California. You got to do it differently. Yeah. So if you do it differently, you'll prevail. That's how I see it. So, so what you were tell, talking too about your, um, uh, well, actually, we didn't talk about your goals at all. But you were giving me some of your business, uh, some of your business ideas because you did have that that video that went viral. Yeah, and then you said that you're. And I was in Boise when I went viral. Yeah, we'll tell, talk about that a little bit. So, so, so I did the video with uh, Jay Kenneth, um, and I think it's just Jay Photography right now. Okay, and you know. Uh, yeah, Jay. I met him Jay. several times because he's in the he's in the film community. Awesome guy. Yeah, awesome guy. Uh, he 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 he's very to himself. He probably won't even say that. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he is. But we did it, and he actually got these models. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I put it in his hand. I was like, "Hey, I can pay you for this." You know, let me know this and that. Boom. And then he set it all up. We did it. Um, and you know, I was like, "Hey, I want to show you where I want to you know take it as far as direction." Uh, he was like, all right, come to the office. And we knocked it out. And I was just like, yo, I'm going to make this hit a million. I told him that. Yeah. And like sitting down editing it, I'm a, it's yeah. about to hit a million, dog. Yeah. He's like, all right. Yeah. Like, he's literally like, he's nonchalant about it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, Well, I'll right, believe it when so. I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Type, type of guy. Uh, and sure enough, man, like it was just going up and going up and going up. And super happy for it. But like I said, like at that point, uh, this is 2015. At that point, I'm like. Okay, I think I can just do this. You know what I'm saying? The 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 you know the cloak around it is like if you go viral, you're going you're gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're gonna just be famous after that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna put it in the tabloids and blah, blah blah. There's a truth to that, but you know there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it. Yeah, I'm curious about that because I think that the people do have that mentality. If I put something up there and I'm in the millions of views, then yeah. there it is. Yeah, and that's super far from the truth because. Um, a lot of things go into play, um, and I don't want to really say too much because you know, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, "No, that's not true," you know, blah blah. But just I'm gonna just keep it at that. You know, if you hit a million, it's not you know the end. You know, you're not about to be blast blast off unless you get through certain doors, and other people have to get you through those doors. Um, you know, money can go so far. You know, uh, and I feel like um, from that experience, I've gained a lot. You know. I know a lot about SEO optimization now. I know a lot about, you know, marketing now. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a controlled way to do it. There's an uncontrolled way to do it. And that 2015 incident for me was uncontrolled. Um, but I had a certain sense of where it would go for, I guess, that 
you know, confidence thing. Yeah. Um, and I just did it. You know, I did it. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't want to spill the beans on how, you know, because that's my own thing. I Like, I found that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if, you know, if I get into any kind of business with someone or something like that, I'll definitely let them know. But that's just something that I want to keep to myself. Yeah. That way, uh, you know. Because I found it out, you know, you just can't give everything to everybody. Well, and that's another business opportunity then for you in the long run. If you exactly. if you if you have a way, if you have a formula to make sure that you're funneling people to your content, then yeah. it's it's good. I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, the creative end, you know, uh, is ideal, and that's kind of how I feel. Is like when I'm working on creative projects, that's my favorite thing. But uh-huh. the problem is, is you still you still have to have that marketing, that business sense, yes. because there is just so much out there there's so, so many fun. musicians there's so many yep. photographers there's so many filmmakers it's just it, the people that um it seems like if you just stick with it long enough and you have to have that marketing sense eventually i mean that's, that's what i'm saying though like a lot of people want to like i'm not even going to sugarcoat anything right now i was one of those kids that believed i would make it overnight mm-hmm. and i believed that for a long time <laughs> <laughs> that never goes away that never goes right. away because when my brother and i were filming our first uh film okay. we were just like oh you know this is this is it oh okay you know this is obviously this is gonna go yep. we're gonna get a contract and yep. it's gonna make a bunch of money like yep. you don't go into that thinking thinking that that it's not gonna go anywhere yeah exactly. you just when it when it doesn't you accept yeah. it and yeah. you either move on and continue to grind away or you just give it up <laughs> yeah but that's where people get stuck in like a cycle at sometimes and where you where you're where you're just keep doing things and then you're realizing that okay it's not how my dream ended up and then the person who really gets messed up is the person who says oh i failed or my dream failed i'm just gonna keep going without a plan whatever it, mm-hmm. it'll happen yeah that's the worst thing yeah. like i i was i i literally before i did that slip up video I I had that thought and I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do that no more. I just had I just I just like I'm not going to do that no more. I'm going to have a plan for it. So I kind of like studied What does that on. look like? I'm I'm curious about that cuz I know what, I know exactly what you're saying is sometimes you get caught up in the making of content and I've definitely yeah. been with that in Lower Gentry Studios is the studios that that we run here. I mean, this yeah. Is yeah. out of my house. And yeah. uh it, it sometimes you do you know how to when you know how to do something and you know how to do it well you get caught up in that and yes. you lose sight of Definitely. well who am i making this for yes <laughs> cuz like there was a there's a purpose and a reason why you did it and if you you're going to lose that if you keep trying to stay into the dream of whatever you 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 made the dream outside of it for you know um if that makes any sense yeah well, and, well give me an example what do, well, like for example, I, I I did music to get away from my my home situation. You know, what I'm okay. saying to get away from the you know the realization of uh you know whatever whatever thing I wasn't gonna be able to have or you know whatever uh, kind of connection I wasn't gonna be able to have. So I I started doing music, uh, you know, to make sure I protect myself from that. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying and and if um if it would came to light then I would have backed away from music. But it never did. So I kept doing it. But then when you plan on doing something and, and making it go viral or whatever, getting signed, and then you don't, it, you back away from it. You back away from that whole, you know, protection thing that you were doing in the first place. Yeah. And then that's that becomes 
something that, you know, you're doing something for nothing now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then if you don't overcome that, if you don't push through with that, because I feel like with that whole instance of me doing music first, uh, I feel like I pushed through that. I feel like now I'm at a point where, oh, I didn't have to like, I didn't have to do music to get away from that. I could just change myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to get away from certain, a certain kind of pain that I was feeling in the time. Mm-hmm. But I could have just fixed it myself. But now I've already gained this you know, music awareness yeah. and how to do it. So now just hone on to it and then, you know, you know, it, it'll take you somewhere, you know, what you did. Yeah. And and what are your next steps that you see? As and is this, is this kind of constantly changing? Is that kind of... Yeah, it, it, you know, because it becomes like, it becomes, you know, an extra tool. It's like a wrench you hold in your pocket. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it just becomes, you know, something that you have that you can use and, um, you know, kind of show people too, like... Um, because there's a lot of people who are hungry, you know, who want it as bad as you. And if you could, you know, give them a pebble, you know what I'm saying, and and then show them, you know, because a lot of people have that. A lot of people are doing music, you know, nowadays to get away from some kind of turmoil or whatever have you. Yeah. And you can see that now. You see it as clear as hell, but then they probably have it in the back of their head. But then you give them something and they're like, oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... That actually fits with what I what I have, so that's what that's what keeps it going. And as far as plans goes, um, I just wanna I just wanna keep going, and I just wanna take my music to different places. I I know I have like just I did this uh, this song called Real People, and I did uh, it got into a movie. Uh, oh okay, you know Cody Newton. Yeah. So Newton to Newton, he just did uh, Brothers and Bandages. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just got the song in there. So I want to do more things like that. Oh cool. Um, I'm kind of. We're I'm, actually going to be debuting the second episode of our web series at the the reshow into Brothers oh, and Bandages. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh awesome. So I think that's that's okay. Thursday. I think this will be airing on the same day that that. <laughs> okay. Cool. So cool. hopefully you checked it out already. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just want to keep pushing for that. I want to push mm. for mental health awareness. Oh, okay. Uh, last year I did a thing called Real People Project where you know we we're donating money to um, Anami uh, Treasure Valley. Okay. And uh, that you know that kind of fell back because Anami had had already gotten a big you know budget from their uh, I guess father company, okay. mother company, however yeah. you want to uh, put it. And, you know, they didn't really need it. So I was like, oh, snap. Let's back away, refund the people money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet and still, you know, it was still there. Like, I, I still want to push for mental health. Okay. Um, I dealt with that with my mother Okay. when I was a child. My mother has a mental health issue okay. and has had that, you know, as I was a child. And that was one of those reasons why I was doing it. Like, it was a bunch of different reasons. It was like, there was three big reasons. Well, no, well, yeah, there's three big reasons. And that was one of them. Like, cause I remember like when I was a kid and my mom would bring my cousins over. I had three like cousins that would come over all the time and they would just be rapping. Mm-hmm. Like just rapping. Yeah. The hottest songs. Yeah. And I'm like, why are y'all rapping? But then I would see my mom and other than being sad, how she usually is, she's literally smiling at them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Smiling like, wow, they're like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so and that inspired you to. That inspires me like to keep doing that. And, you know, just to see that smile on her face, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of instances where she would, you know, ask for help from family members. And for whatever reason, it couldn't, you know, it, it wasn't there at the time that she needed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that turned into, you know, depression or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever she uh, was dealing with. And, you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but mental health means a lot to me. And, um, you know, even after that uh, instance of, 
me going viral, it was kind of like, dang, man. And even all the other times where I didn't go viral, you know, and before that, uh, that was a whole process of trying to get over. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it was just like, man, I'm doing all this music. I've been number one on so many sites and this and that. Why is it not, you know, doing anything? So uh, even after, you know, that went viral, it was just like, okay, cool. But then, you know, time goes past, you're still not signed or anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then people people try to, you know, there was an instance where I thought I was going to be on Young Money, Cash Money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody tricked me out of like $1,900. Oh. Yeah. Put put my name on um it was like a mixtape and you can see it to this day my name is on there oh wow it's a it's an intro from DJ Drama and it's it's acting like it's introducing me on Young Money but it's not it it was fake okay <laughs> so there were there were a lot of people coming out of the woodwork when yeah. you hit that or after yeah. whatever cash yeah. cash grab they got it though yeah they got it well sometimes those are expensive lessons but yeah <laughs> lessons you got to learn mm-hmm. dang that's what I'm saying you got to get away from all there's a lot of things that tries to bring you down uh, while you're trying to bring yourself up. Yeah. And I, it's just a learning curve, man. It's just a learning curve you got to get over. Right on. And um, so so you you advocate for mental health yes. currently? Yes. I'm, I'm a big advocate for uh, mental health okay. awareness, um, you know. That's just, that's kind of something that I, th- I think is uh, really important, too. I mean, we just we just yeah. did a web series, web series about it, and, oh, man, and it's, it's kind of... It's a very realistic look at it, okay. you know, because I used to work with kids, um, as did my brother, like young young kids, and sometimes it looks like it looks like just behavioral issues that kiddos need to, you know, either be punished. A lot of people just oversimplify things, you know, just like oh, you gotta you gotta punish this kid. You gotta make sure that you're holding them accountable, accountable. for all these all these different what things. Kind but, of punished though. That's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we have some scenes in there where you know some kids are are flipping out, and it looks you know absolutely ridiculous but that's kind of the truth is some of these everybody's brains are wired a little bit differently and you get you get uh most people don't have those extreme emotions to where they lose control over their physical body and it doesn't happen very often you know what i'm saying okay and so we kind of go into some of that that with with a kiddo that has you know severe issues and maybe you know later on in life ends up being diagnosed with like bipolar or maybe schizophrenia or something like that and what that kind of looks like coming up you know um so that's kind of cool i think it's cool that you you preach about that because it's not it's it's really important that people understand um and and know what it looks like to help yeah. Help out in that area. Yeah. So, what all have you done? Um, or you said you, you're going to be you're going to be raising some money for what was that the company again? Uh, yeah, no, I so I, I did that and it's okay. done. Okay. Uh, but you know we we refunded the money to the people who donated because they've gotten a big uh, I guess uh, investment from their father company. Yeah. And so I'm going to do something else this yeah. year. And it's gonna be towards March. Okay. And you know, you know, everybody, stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, it's gonna be for Ms. Hop. I just want to ask you though, what? How is that significant for you? Like, what? It, how? What brought you to want to do that movie? Well, it, it was it was the the personal experience, um, and okay. then and and then after spending that much time, because uh, I worked in the mental health field then for for I want to say like about six years. Oh. You know, working with kids for half of it, and then working on the management end for the other half. You yeah. get you get so uh, you you get so used to it yeah. that the bizarre becomes 
you know, kind of day to day. Yes. And so I guess overall it was just, it's kind of an interesting story to share because it's, it's not just, it's not just the, the people that are suffering. It's the, the people that are there to help them as well end up getting like kind of a skewed perspective you know, and so the, the, the whole the whole thing is kind of like the social worker is battling with the counselor over what's best for this kid. And so yes. there's like the triangle yes. of like we're we're trying to help this kid. And it's and it's like, well, are we helping the kid or are we just worried about our own egos? Right. And so that's another big issue that we cover. And that. that has to do with a lot of things. And that's the reason why that, you know, it has to be pushed it, like this has to be pushed and let and people have to be let known that because if you if you have if you're a kid. And your parents have mental health issues and it's just not like they don't have medication for it yet mm-hmm. and they're just dealing with it. You know, they're fighting every day. They're arguing every day. And it, it, these things may be seen super small, but they're having they're showing their issues and it's probably mental health. But you're a kid from this. Mm-hmm. So you don't realize like how this is making you feel. And then you turn into an adult and you're. You have mental health issues, mm-hmm. but it's it's stemming from stuff like that, you know. And, and it could be, you know, whoever it could be, auntie, uncle, or brother and sister. Um, but those things go into play, and um, that's why I feel like it needs to be pushed. Like because a lot of people don't talk about none of their past traumas unless it's brought up, you know. Yeah. And even when it's brought up, you know, ne- you know, it never knows if you're gonna, you know, get over it or fix it. A lot of people deflect. You know, um, and I think our culture kind of sees it almost as a weakness mm. if somebody's looking for help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, if true. it's a guy. Especially if it's a guy. Yeah. Yes. If it, and and if you're dealing with those things, and the thing is, is uh, it's been proven if you go in for counseling sessions and they do the cognitive behavioral therapy and you mm. go over any past traumas and bring that up, yeah. it's been proven to help people deal yeah. with that and lower their anxiety exactly. level, exactly. which helps them function on a daily basis at yep. a much higher level yeah you know, and, uh, you know and a lot of that's why a lot of people don't want help even from like friends or you know big brother or big sister because they're mm-hmm. afraid of that you know you know looking down on you or whatever whatever but like you said yeah especially guys where we have it the hardest um and even with you know with girls you know it, it kind of falls into certain certain boxes at at some point in time um you know, they can be looked at as, you know, they're always asking for help, you know, yeah. like, because it may be more than one thing. You know, they have way you know, more heightened emotional baggage, you know, sometimes than than, than we do. Um, not to say that we can't get there, but, you yeah. know, they may have some that they really, really, really can't say. I was, I was actually listening to a, a report um, recently about the, the suicide rates um, in teenagers and preteens, mm-hmm. and I guess it's exploded Man. In the last ten years, yeah. due to the prevalence of social media mm. and uh, online bullying, especially for girls, okay. yeah, and the, and they did because a lot of times it, uh, people think that oh we're just getting better at diagnosing, but if you look at specifically like um, young girls that are that are cutting or committing suicide, it's it's gone up. I think it's like gone up twofold in like the last ten years just yeah, because we've... of the they think. I mean, you don't know, but that social media aspect. And you know when you're no, in that's definitely... when you're in middle school, like if something if if you're connected with something that's uncool or it's kind of weird or something, it's like devastating to you. Yes. I mean, I remember that when I was in middle school, it's like don't stick out, <laughs> do not stick out. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. I think a lot of people don't take that to because my friend tells me this a lot, and we, we were just having a conversation about this. 
a lot of people don't know their own value. You know what I'm saying? The values have been disappearing mm-hmm. um, within our culture um, as far as, you know, this generation and the generations after us. Uh, social media is making it hard. It's making it hard. Like, your friend gets 100 likes, you get only two. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you you know your auntie's getting, you know, I don't know, 50 likes, you're only getting three. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. your value is kind of like, in jeopardy because of these social media interactions and you know how it works so and then you know no one's really teaching that anymore because they're too busy trying to grow their own value you know so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of different things and i guess you know people think i'm a part of it too but you know that viral stuff like i said it's it's scary or amazing at the same time uh so it's one of those things where it's it's useful, but then, you know, you got to watch out because, um, you know, when you teach a lesson to someone, you got to also know, you know, the ins and outs. So if you're saying, hey, you got to have your own value, blah, blah, but then you're walking around with a thousand views or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, they kind of look at you like, mm, but you, you're good, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. But that's a big thing. Like, Well, yeah, as long as you don't let it, you don't take that stuff personally, that's the important right. thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should talk. I kind of wanted to talk about your tour. Cause you okay. did you did you go on tour this last summer or you were oh, you were no. playing a few different locations? I just, no, I played a few. Well, that yeah, it was kind of a tour, huh? <laughs> it was, well, I was just looking. I was just yeah. googling you and then looking at your some of your, your dates and you were uh, yeah. in California and where else? Oh was yeah, you're West? talking about the bands in town uh, dates. Yeah. yeah, those some of those got canceled actually. Oh okay. Yeah, because I was trying to do what I'm doing. Uh, hopefully this year. Yeah. Um, and do a whole full tour, but I instead just did like some you know dates here mm-hmm. and um you know i i uh you know accomplished a lot of my goals as far as uh you know speaking and um and you know doing shows in the local area because that was one of my goals like to just gain the exposure here mm-hmm. uh and uh you know gain awareness here and i think you know that that definitely hit um but that tour, yeah, it was that was like a it was a wish list. So you seen it online, like mm-hmm. yeah, that I had and was showing you know my team and this and that. And uh, some of them didn't get accomplished, uh, but you know we're looking into it for this year, 2019. Cool. And uh, yeah, man. So I was just t- I would just tell people to you know stay tuned. There should be an official uh, Hakeem Prime tour pretty soon. Cool. Um, fingers crossed on that. <laughs> what is your what is your setup look like? My what? Like a, your your musical setup. I'm a novice oh. when it comes okay. to hip hop, just so you know, but but I played music since I was like 14, but that was bass, drums yeah. and and guitar. You know what I mean? It's what? it's it's good cuz at first so at first I was going to be like just solo. Like just me okay. on stage blah, blah blah. But then, you know, being here in Boise, they like bands a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Idaho is good for bands. So, I was like, okay, I'll try to incorporate a band. And that's you know that's my setup now. Like I'll have a drummer, a guitarist, bass. Oh okay. Yeah. So and then right now we're practicing to do those things a cappella without a backtrack. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm hoping to do that pretty soon. Oh cool. Uh, yeah. That's 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 what it's looking like now. That's the setup right now. Just you know having a band and um, you know trying to do things more as organically as possible. Not you know with the technical stuff. Oh, okay. But more so with the you know inc- uh, you know. Um, band equipment and stuff like that. I kind of like a mixture myself. Yeah, you know, um, I'll get there. When when I, I I remember this is a long time ago. I, the, my first exposure in South Dakota. Obviously, we didn't get a lot of bands touring through there. Um, not a big town. 
<laughs> but I remember I ran into this band and they're called Drums and Tube. I think since then they've gone into, this was like 2000, 2001 maybe. Oh, okay. Um, and they were the first loop station band I ever saw. And oh, so they had a, it was a, it was a drummer guitar player and a tuba player but the tuba player had his tuba hooked up to this giant effects pedal and everybody was on this loop station that the drum drummer was controlling and it was one of the coolest shows i've ever seen because they take their they would have songs that they would just the tuba would be playing the bass line you know and it was just like guitar and drums you know and then they had the other ones where they were just looping all these things and it turns into like this this amalgam and this really interesting intricate piece on top of that you know and so the first time i saw that i'm like oh this is this is really slick but that's kind of like a that's kind of like a hip hop type of way of composing almost. Yes, okay. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like uh-huh. there's a lot of different, you know, like the, a lot of the, those pieces, and then like the sampling and stuff is is super cool because if you take those samples and then add them up and layer them up, then all of a right. sudden you got something that's more than the sum of its parts. You know. Right. No, yeah. I, I can definitely see that. Like, and then like people were telling me to use Rhodes. I don't know if you know what that is the Rhodes. Uh- um, is that a keyboard? The, yeah, keyboard. Okay. And to use that, and you can kind of manipulate the sound with, you know, audio and this and that and third with the backtrack. I was like, all right, cool, I can get that, but I have to get a guy who knows how to use yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, I definitely like. I like to stay in a band area because it, it it sounds way better than the initial track. Like, if I make a track sound good, okay, sound good, but with some bass and some drums, mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What is your writing process when you My are writing? Because you you have a lot of music. Thank you. I uh, that from, <laughs> I mean I was digging around and I just played signs um, to kind of get into some of your stuff because it's on Spotify. I pay for Spotify. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. uh, but but when I was just like looking around on all your different, you have yeah quite man. quite a bit. I would of say tunes. if you want to hear more. Uh, look me up on datpiff.com. Uh, okay. That's the one that has all my stuff. Okay. Uh, High Feet of Spider or Hakeem Prime, whichever. But my process has changed throughout the years, man. Okay. Uh, How did it start? It started. Uh, well, you said you started online. So I started. Sampling. Well, no. I, I mean, yeah, the Jam Blue, it started there. But then as far as the process, I would write like crazy. Okay. So I had a whole book of like just, you know, 360 pages of just raps. You know what oh, saying? wow. Yeah, I was like, my first love for hip hop was just New York rap. Like, okay. that's what I just, I just fell in love with that. Even though I was raised in Oakland, California at the time, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, what's the roots of this stuff? Okay. And, you know, New York rap is, you know, where it was at. So I was just like, well, man. Who are some of your influences? Uh, you know, Rakim. Okay. Uh, this, you yeah, know, he's he, he's one that I just got turned on to rather recently within the last okay. within the last year. Yeah, his stuff is amazing. Yeah. So and this stuff is he shit. was coming up with it like early eighties, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it was like early eighties and his his he has really awesome he, I mean, flow. Like his flow is amazing. Yeah, that I mean he's the the OG, you know what I'm saying? I mean that's that's who my uncle and stuff was listening to. So Rakim, Wu Tang mm-hmm. Um, I loved Busta Rhymes. Okay. When I was young, like Busta Rhymes was crazy to me. Like his his rhyme scheme, like how he was flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my, yeah, that was my, my 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 love right there. Like I just felt like that was just the essence of hip hop. Like, mm-hmm. and it is, you know. Um, so that's what I would do. I would just do that, and then of course, you know, you know, Ludacris was it was it was a big influence too. Um, so then after that, you know. I changed it up. I started freestyling, um, okay, because I wanted to learn how to freestyle. Yeah, but then that came, that became me freestyling songs. Okay, and then I was like, "Well, 
geez, like if I can just freestyle a song, why am I writing all these? Mm -hmm. So then, you know, that became a process. But then I learned the hard way that you can't keep freestyling. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you freestyle, if you start, so, because then I started to learn how to sing too. Okay. So it became a thing to where I was losing how to sing Mm -hmm. or get a melody. And then when I would start freestyling singing, I was losing how to rap. Okay. You know? So, because it, it's a whole freestyle process. So, I learned that you have to write, keep writing, in order to, for you to, um, you know, keep gaining that uh, creative experience. Uh, and if you don't write, you know, over time, you, you know, it's going to just, your your creative experience is going to die down. It gets stale almost. It gets stale. When I was in, uh, I was in like a jam band in college. And unless I sat down and, and learned how to play some like new guitar riffs or, mm-hmm. um, you know, learned some new styles, I would just end up getting caught in the same, yep. the same, same riffs. Same, you, you know, yeah. it's like, it's okay, now we're going to jam on this chord structure for a while. And then I'd just be doing the same riffs and they sounded yeah. better and better. But it's like, that's, I need some more. I need some more skills in my wheelhouse. Yes. Yeah. That's why I was I was happy that I, you know, I initially moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. because then that gave me a whole other perspective of, uh, you know, how you know, you know, music should be. Um, and I moved I moved in two thousand five six maybe so that was back when you know the snap era era was coming up, uh, you know, Little John and you know okay. all that you know uh, was going up, so. That helped me a lot, but you know, then I continued to write, and I didn't really make an official track um, into the, like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's, I think that's up on that piff, yeah. So, I okay. did spider, um, and that was my name back then. Okay. Well, it was initial. I had three names. I had no four. Back when Snoop Dogg had the the show called Doggy Fizzle. Yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> It was funny. My name was... That was, it was MTV. That It was this comedy yes, show, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that. No, okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, I remember Anyways, that Anyways, so I named myself <laughs> It was Hakeezy funny. Hakeezy at okay. the time. Okay. So I was Hakeezy for a minute. Yeah. So that's my family know me as. Yeah. So then after that, I changed it. Let me turn off my phone, man, because okay. my phone keep going off, man. Yeah, no worries. Sorry about that, bro. I changed it after that shortly to Hyphy Boy. Okay. Because... Of course, I was in Atlanta at the time, but my um oh this is my other phone, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Atlanta at the time, but I was uh trying to still rep my city where I was from, which okay. is Oakland, California. Okay. So I was trying to rep Oakland still, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna just be hyphy boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then after that, it didn't work out <laughs> with that because I went back to Oakland, Cali. Uh, for a minute, and then like these kids started naming themselves Hyphy Boy, and they they was in the gang, and they just they just messed up their reputation. Oh, okay. so if I would have said Hyphy Boy around the town, it wouldn't look too good. Okay, got so it. I changed the Hyphy to Spider. Okay, at the time, um, you know, went back to Atlanta. Everybody was rocking with it, uh, and that was good up until I did Slip Up. But like I told you, and a lot of people don't know this, Slip Up was a, 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 a initially like a, just a joke because. I think that was close to the time where Chief That's your viral video, Slip Up. Yes, okay. that's my viral video, Slip Up. But that was around the time like Chief Chief Keith came out. Mm-hmm. 
And at first, at first, I didn't really mess with no drill music. Like, it was just not the thing for me. Like, I wouldn't, like I said, I, I'm old school in a way because I like, you know, New York hip hop. I like the, you know, rhyme schemes, the, the rap. You know what I'm saying? I don't really, I didn't like the mumble and the drill and all that stuff. I, it wasn't really my, my feel. But, you know, it grew on me. Yeah. And, um, I think from there I was just like, you know, I just made slip up. I was like, all right, I'm about to say some some real and then keep it simple. Yeah. Because that's how they, you know, that's what people like, I yeah. guess. And I just tried it. Slip up hit. I told my boy uh Bobby for Prez, shout out to him cuz he made the another beat cuz I did it on a beat that I didn't even pay for. Uh -huh. And then I redid that on Bobby for Prez's beat. And then we like, I'm going to just take this. We're going we're going to go and boom. And it went, it went. So, nice. that's what happened. Um, and then I was like, well, since, you know I mean, the last, it, even before that, the last mixtape that I did, it got, I think, like 3,000 mm -hmm. uh, views and, and downloads. Uh, so, and Slip Up was the one after that. So, I was just like, oh, I'm going to just put that out. And then it went crazy viral, 2 million in like a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, actually, one million a month, and I, and then I said, "Oh no, I don't believe that." It didn't go two million. It didn't go one million a month. I don't believe that shit. So I posted again. <laughs> yeah, I posted the video again on my personal because I had a Vivo at the time. Oh, okay. So I posted it and it went a million. I was like, "Man, this is fake." I'm like, "I'm like, Bobby, you you seen this?" He like, "Man, it's going, man." I'm like, "Yeah, right." So I posted on my personal page. No subscribers. No subscribers. Yeah. None. <laughs> posted on my personal page. It goes crazy again. That one hitting uh, a million in like three weeks. Dang. So I got four million in this whole thing because both videos now to this day have two million views. Oh, wow. So I'm like, man, these, I'm mad. I'm yeah. heated. Yeah. I'm mad because this drill music has took off and. This isn't necessarily this, what you want. <laughs> this is not what I want. Yeah. I do not want this. I want people to see. Like the raps, the rhymes, and everything, but people are like just rocking with the beat. Yeah. So I changed my name, man. I was like, I'm not gonna be hyped with Spider no more because y'all just messed up my whole. <laughs> yeah. Because then I'm gonna have to keep making music like that. You know what I'm okay. saying? Uh, which I should have did. I should have just kept it going. Uh -huh. But I was, you know, '90s baby. You know, trying to be, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep my 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 pride. Yeah. Uh, so I just changed it uh, to be, you know, a little bit more mature. And, you know, keep it Hakeem Prime because, you know, I'm a big fan of DC Comics. Oh, okay. And, you know, you know, Batman Prime, Superman Prime oh, yeah. are the originals. Yeah. So I put Prime at the end of my name. Oh, there we go. To, you know, be original. That makes sense. Thank you. So, so, so you focus on the, the lyrics and the melody then with your writing? Yes. That's kind of because yes. So you have pages. Do you ever go back on some of those pages that I you wrote? Do. And so then... even like, so songs like Real People... Mm -hmm. Songs like I uh, Want You, uh, Plane Crash. Those are all songs I wrote when I was 14, 15 years old. Oh, okay. So I just expanded upon them. Um, and, yeah, I still have those notepads today. Um, there's a lot of freestyles uh, that I still have on my on my pages. And, yeah, so I think I'm done with the, the that whole book, though. I think I uh, did all those songs. Mm -hmm. I have, like, over 50-plus songs. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why I said, if you want to really hear some music of, uh, you know, old Hakeem Prime, mm -hmm. uh, that piff under Hyphy the Spider or Hakeem Prime, okay. uh, that, that'd that be. But I, I'm a little reckless. 
little little extra sexual you know, oh, okay. back then. So, right on. <laughs> so it's not really this guy that you're, that you're talking to. It's more like the reckless guy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I did. I just you know did all these raps at one point in time. Kept doing them. And then looked at how fiery there were, you mm-hmm. know, they're like, and how fire they are still, and I'll either change them or I'll just do them again. Sometimes I freestyle though, to be honest. Okay. There's there's times where I freestyle, like a whole track. Like th- there's a track I just did called Sidekick. Yeah. Um, I wrote the hook, but I just freestyled the the verses, oh, okay. both of them, because I just wanted to be, I just want it's a diss track to someone here actually. Okay. Is that is that the one with the uh, sidekick? Have you have you heard it? No, is that the one you sent me? Did I send you one? Uh no, you sent me a, you sent me like a a news article. Yeah, news article. That's probably yeah, one. but I, I don't think there was a track link to it. Okay, okay, yeah, but anyway, sidekick is a diss track. It's a subliminal diss because someone subliminally dissed me out here, oh. which that happens a lot here. Oh, okay, no, that happens too really? much here. Well, oh, man, when I first got here in 2014, in the Treasure was, Valley. Yes, huh? They because that was saying they don't they don't really know the the rules of I mean there really isn't any rules there's like some rules but they can be changed obviously yeah. you see this you see these mumble raps going on you know what I'm saying so there's 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 rules that are old rules but you know they can be changed um, but as far as disses go mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not really supposed to diss without saying their name. Oh, okay. But if you talk about what they've been doing, yeah, and you know the rules here are, you know, you can do a subliminal diss, and someone's gonna know who it is, because there's not a lot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. See, you get it. Yeah. So here, that's a common thing. So I took it there, mm-hmm. and I just did a subliminal diss back. I ain't gonna say their name because everyone knows already. Like I said, that's a rule here. Yeah. Whoever subliminal disses, they know who they're talking about. Anyways, uh just did that. So yeah, like I said, I freestyled the verse verses and I wrote the hook. And that's it. Okay. That's the process, bro. Right on. And then what about the beats and stuff? Do you The beats? Oh yeah, man. I, Cause I make beats myself. Okay. But um like as far as like if I'm really just, you know, trying to do a song or something, I'll just, you know, go on YouTube, get an email from a producer. Okay. And, you know, reach out to them and, you know, do it that way. Uh, if it's free, you know, you make sure you put the producer's name in there. If you don't, they're going to get you. <laughs> you okay. Know? Uh, where do you go for that? You just go on YouTube and you find no, people? If that's, if that's, if that's something that, you know, I want to do, then I'll do it. But you know, there's a lot of people here. Like there's a guy, uh, there's a couple guys that do beats here and that, you know, I can go to and, you know, pay them and, you know, do an outtract if I want to like sell something. Okay. Uh, but if you want to do something for free and just not sell it. Mm. Yeah, YouTube is is dope. You know, you just gotta make sure you're talking to these guys like that make beats because they work hard. You know, so you know, and if you you know if you don't do that, then you, their name is gonna be at the bottom of the the uh, you know video or song, anyways. You yeah. Know, if you don't, so. Hey, what advice do you have for people that want to get involved in hip hop or music in the area? Because that was one of the questions I was gonna ask you. A lot of times, okay. people get nervous. They don't want to take that first step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Advice? Yeah. Um, I would just say, um, first of all, is there like an open? Is there an open mic area here in town where you can do something like that? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't even tell them that first because okay. they don't realize what they're getting into. 
Okay. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. So this thing costs a lot of money to do. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, a lot of a lot of these kids they don't know that they don't think about that. Yeah. Um. Um. And it's it's not just something that you could just do without it. Um. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you know, you can, but you know, you're not gonna have a you know long career if you if you don't have something. You know. Yeah. Um. So take that. You know. And um. If you if you do have skills, if you can write, uh, if if you know how to spit, <laughs> um, if you're confident, uh, do it. Go for it. Um, have some have some great concepts. Go to open mics. Um, you know, don't take no shit from no one. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, man, just do it and 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 be, you know, do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. You know? But but don't be uh in denial of the real true facts, which are, you know, it's going to take, you know, if you want to be famous, because that's the, that's really the end goal for everybody. You mm-hmm. know, most of the people, or if they're not make, doing making enough money to make enough all money the to bills. pay bills, get a house or whatever, do what you love. They're yeah. not doing it because, you know, Oh, you know, someone locked me in the basement and I would have to do it to get out. No, mm-hmm. they're doing it because they want to be famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, that doesn't sway away from, you know, my once, you know, dream to be famous as well but you know i came to realize as i was doing it which is that is too late mm-hmm. uh that it's gonna take more than that to become famous and i've realized fame is not psh, fuck that's not where you even want to be yeah um but if where, you do where have, is it where do you want to be well you want you know you want to you want to be to a place where you're making money and you can pay bills. Mm-hmm. You, fame is like something totally different. You're making money, but you're getting too much publicity. You're like, you got to, you know, pay a lot of taxes on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, there's a lot of things that comes with it. There's a lot of things that come with fame. Yeah. Um, there's a story where, like, I, I was in L.A. at a time, at one point in time. Yeah. And, uh, and this was before, this was like the end of 2014. Um. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get into that. But anyways, okay. A lot of people have like here. There's a there's a, there's a kid. I'm not gonna say his name. Uh, he wants it really, 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 really bad. The fame. Yeah. He can do music too. Yeah. But the first thing he asks about is the fame and mm-hmm. how did I get fame? Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm not even. But a lot of people like, yo, bro, how did you? No, I'm not even there. <laughs> like, I'm just. I'm just, you know, working my day-to-day jobs and doing this on the side. I've been doing this since I was about 14, though. Yeah. And I was playing around and didn't realize what I was doing until a certain time. But then I can sustain it now because I know why I'm doing it now. And I know it, it, it has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the reason has changed. So you're not going to have the same reason that you're doing it the whole time. You know, it's going to have to change in order for you to mature. Yeah. You know, because... You know, reaching fame or girls, <laughs> dude. If you keep that until you're 35, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, let me not, let me shut up. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention anyone's names here. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention no one's names. Um, uh, we can go. We can go a little bit. We talked about a lot of the things naturally without me having to look at my question list. Um, I wanted. I did want to ask you one question. If you were, if you had to play an instrument. Would you prefer to play the accordion or the banjo? One of those two. 
The and accordion why? or the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> the accordion or the banjo. Uh geez, that's a good question, man. Mm-hmm. The accordion probably. That's the yeah. one that Yeah. Yeah, man. Steve Urkel had that, man. Yeah, Steve Urkel did have that. <laughs> I would Weird, rock that. Weird Al was the, that was his oh, yeah. original his original uh, bit. The first thing that he ever he ever covered was uh uh, another one bites the dust. Ah. Another one rides the bus, and another he just bus, yeah. he played the accordion, and then had somebody drumming <laughs> on his accordion case, okay. <laughs> and that was the track that made him That's weird. Out made him popular. Yeah, yeah. It started oh, with geez. that. I mean, it was oh, God. That was, must have been in the eighties or something, because it wouldn't have been that long Dude, after the song know, came out. I thought I was ta- talking to a friend about this. The reason why he's famous, I thought, was because he was on TV with like standing next to uh, Rick James and uh, James Brown. I was uh-huh. like, what the hell? He was next to these guys? No wonder he's famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't hear that story at all. Yeah, no. I, it might have something to do with <laughs> that on top picture. of the, the weird music that he does. Right. <laughs> but the, I want to talk about what's next for me. I don't, sure. Maybe that's the question. I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. it. Yeah. Um. So what's next? I have this music video. So first I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. on while we're on here, mm-hmm. what did you think about those stabbings that happened last year? Um, well, obviously they're atrocious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's always scary when something happens here close to home. Yeah. That That's one of those scary events that makes national news. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's every day for where I grew up. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't make shot. national news because it well, happens. Yeah. It doesn't make national, but yeah. it's in local this news is, all the time. This is in Oakland. Oakland, yeah. um, yeah, Oakland mostly. Yeah, um, you know, Atlanta too. Uh, usually shootings, mm-hmm. um, so stabbings is kind of. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of those things where I wish never happened. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, I actually met the guy before this happened. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, we didn't hang for much long. Yeah. But uh, I think one of my friends eventually gave him a ride back to that place mm-hmm. i don't think it was the same night but um yeah man it, I, that's why it's one of the reasons why uh mental health should be talked about here bro yeah because i feel like this guy was definitely in a mental health situation like he was on the brink and which it showed you know mm-hmm. um and uh i you can instantly tell when you have a conversation with him yeah, that that's where you know he was about to snap because oh, there wow. was so many things that were on his head. But yet, you know, I didn't know him, mm-hmm. so you don't want to like say, "Oh, I know this. This is happening." Like, because you know, you're just meeting him within a few seconds. Yeah. But as soon as you say, "Hey, I, I live this place, but I, I'm not there for long, and I, I need to try to find a place and this and that," and well, don't you have a job in this? Well, well I got these felonies. Blah blah. I'm like, oh man, damn. Oh, you know, wow. so you're like on the brink of like, because you're all you're already like old enough to where you should have it you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i just i just was pissed off man yeah i was pissed off just because he said he's from california yeah that's what i was like man come when i first heard the stabbings happen yeah and i saw the picture i'm like you know what i'm saying like it's just one of those things well it's got to be crazy if you've ran into the guy yeah too yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, I didn't really, you know, we didn't talk for much long. Yeah. It was, you know, going to China Blue. Yeah. About to chill. Oh, what's up? 
you know, we're both the same color, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like, As oh, most like in Boise, it's like, yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, there's not many of us here. Yeah. So, what's up, bro? You know? Uh, but, you know, uh, and then after that, you know, I just been the rest of my night with, you know, some of my other friends. But, you know, like I said, when I seen that, it was just, God, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. And um, I went immediately to diss him on the track, man. Yeah. Um, it's called Missed Out. If you want to check it out, it's on my SoundCloud, Hakeem Prime. Um, it's it's, I dissed him right away, man, and I think it was just because I was just so fierce about how could you do that to a kid? Yeah. Uh, I I know maybe you're you're on a you know because I don't know the full story. I assume that a story that I heard is true, but yeah. you know you don't know the full story. You just hear rumors. I, I heard that they lived. He lived in that house. That's so what I read in the would, paper, yeah, or something. So he would know it's her birthday. Yeah. You know, see, see, that's what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, it got me it got me really mad, got me heated. I did some on the track. Now, fast forward, uh, he goes to trial a couple times, they push it away, and now it gone off to twenty twenty, I heard. Oh, I had haven't followed bro, up on it. Oh, bro, bro, bro. And then huh. they're trying to now they're trying to say he may be incompetent. Okay. You know. And and like I said, that goes back to mental health. Uh, people have to go check themselves out or other people. If you realize someone has may have mental health issues, go get them help. Like that's the biggest thing that you could do for someone. I know like a lot of people don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot I know a lot of people don't want it, but like at least ex- insinuate like, hey, you think you should like go to this place right now, like. Yeah. Check check out on yourself. Like, you yeah. know, I'm just looking out for you. Um Are you getting enough sleep? Do you have are you enough? getting enough sleep? Yeah. Are you eating enough or are you okay right now? Like I know a shelter, like if you need or you know what I'm saying? Like just stuff like that because you never know what someone can do when their their head is heavy. You know? Mm-hmm. When their head is heavy, it's one of those things where you like you you don't know what's gonna happen for this person. I I talked to I talked to um, a lot of people about that's in my opinion, a lot of times the issues when we do have these intense events that happen, mm-hmm. there's a mental health issue. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're mentally not well if right. you go and just decide to arbitrarily start killing people. Yes, yes definitely. And one of the most, one of the most famous cases was um, in the seventies, the, the, the shooter at the, uh, um, at that university in Texas, mm. did you ever? He was up there sniping people, Sniper? like in, yeah. And so wow. he he uh, he actually on um, he wrote a, a letter and put him put it on his in his jacket, and he said, "When when I'm done, mm. do an autopsy on my brain. Something's not right." Oh gosh! And they found a tumor. Oh man! And so the tumor had developed, and he and he started to have obviously like strange. But that's the thing is is like that's oh obviously he had a tumor, and right. then like hindsight's twenty twenty, like oh well, that must have been the tumor that caused him to have that outburst. But the thing is is like when it's visible like that, we can be like oh that's it's the tumor. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I mean people just our brains are so delicate, and yeah. and the, and the chemistry is so um, susceptible to any types of shifts. I you think, know, but you know that I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, that doesn't excuse it. You know, what I'm saying you can't just stab nine people yeah. and say, oh, he has a mental health issue. That's yeah. it. But, you know, but at the same time, like it, it has to be, you know, uh, 
because I believe he was with them refugees. They didn't, you know, really probably speak English that well or something. Yeah. And he was trying to maybe manipulate the situation or whatever. But, you know, whatever led up to the to what happened, um, still not right, you know. It's yeah. still not right. No. It's still no. not right. I, I don't I don't wanna have people think like, oh, just because, you know, you think you have a mental health or issue or something like that, um, that that excuses it. But at the same time, if he would have had help before that it's prevention. Yes. Yeah. Like it Possible it prevention. Been, possibly. Yeah. Um, and that little girl will still be here, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so, but yeah, what's next is I'm going to put a music video off for that song, Okay, which is uh, about six months old now, mm-hmm. but you know, it got, it got posted on 103.5's blog. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about it, um, you know, when it happened and like I said, I just want to, I just want to show, you know, people another side. Um, a lot of people don't know who I am mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know what kind of music I make. So that's a, that's a, you know, outlet right there. Um, but I think mental health health is something that we need to keep talking about yeah. uh, because it's a big thing here. I think we're a third in the suicide um, list. You know what I'm saying? Oh, as really? As, yeah. Uh-huh. Idaho. Started, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's a big thing to touch on. Um, and we can talk about it, man. We can just get it out. Uh, a lot of people need help. A lot of people want guidance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do that. Cool. And that's an hour. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, Hakeem. Yeah, and uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward Appreciate to that it. video. And and uh, All right. we'll be in touch. Okay, man.